it wouldn't have been what it is if it wasn't for the people. It's the people that I'm building with that's allowed me to now step up and make that next level, that next leap, and be able to have these conversations in the rooms. So adding value to them, it's, it's, it's one of the most amazing things as well. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. Hey, SDR Nation, are you interested in adding more properties to your portfolio this year? If so, you need to check out Vintory. These guys are making a big wave in the SDR industry, and we even had Brooke, the founder, on the podcast. Earlier this year, Brooke released a book on inventory growth, and it's already an Amazon bestseller in three categories. It's called Zero to 500 Properties in Five Years, because that's exactly what Brooke did with his own management company. Now he's sharing his secrets with everyone and making it easier than ever for you to grow your portfolio thanks to Vintory. Vintory is the first and only software and service platform designed specifically to help Airbnb hosts and property managers recruit homeowners and add new properties to their rental programs. They can help you pull lists of vacation rental homeowners in your area and then market to them across multiple channels. From landing pages to chatbots to meeting booking tools and more, Vintory is here to help you collect leads. Inventory has a state-of-the-art CRM with marketing automation that can help you track your leads, communicate with them across your whole team, and so much more. The system can even automatically follow up with your leads instantly. Wouldn't it be nice to know that all your homeowner leads were getting contacted right away? The best part is, is if you sign up now, you can get a free homeowner marketing list and a free owner landing page. And with a 60-day money-back guarantee, Inventory makes it completely risk-free to try it out. Plus, Inventory sends you a $50 Amazon gift card just for taking a demo. Take the first step and get Brooks' book for free by visiting Vintory.com slash SDR. That's Vintory, V is in Victor, I-N-T-O-R-Y dot com slash STR. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's up, E? My brother, good to see you. Nice hat. Nice and shiny. Yeah, we got we got some new lids in. Yeah, got a couple different colors. I, yeah. I like the gray and the white. It's versatile. It goes yeah. with everything. So yeah, it can be sports and business and all other good stuff. Uh yeah. no, man, life life is good. Little little side thing about me. So as as some of you know, I came here as an exchange student many 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 years ago, and our our exchange and my wife Tasha also came as an exchange student. She had a horrible time. My host family, one of them, was terrible. So I have a little cousin, she's 16. And last time when we went to Italy, she was like, oh, I want to do exchange student as well. So we actually have her coming to live with us next week, next Wednesday. So we're just kind of preparing the house to have to have a teenager living with us. We did it 10 years ago with Natasha's brother when he came from, from Angola the first time. And it's just, it's a very, I don't know, bro, I feel so honored and, and so grateful to be able to like take care of my family. And also like, you know, for those of you that are immigrants, uh, coming to the States is always a big deal. And and there is a lot of like learning that comes with it. Also a little anxious to just have have a teenager at home, right? And then just my space and like my R flow things. But at the same time, if you can't help out and take care of your family, I don't know what else really you're supposed to do in life. And then 
I bought the house next door to mine for my mom and that one is almost done. So that's coming along pretty nicely. Uh, and then all 10 of our buildings at the villas currently do not have roofs. So we're back in the phase two of the process of re-roofing them. Uh, so if you've been following along with that, that's happening as well. So overall, there's a lot of things, a lot of moving parts, you know, but what about you, man? I saw you guys in Breckenridge and, and it looked like an amazing event. So you get yeah, some man, the, last, the last 10 days was kind of a whirlwind and we'll, we'll definitely get into it on the podcast with our guests today, but it was awesome, man. We each took, so it was myself, uh, TJ to Johnny, Kyle Stanley, Dr. Rachel Gainsburg and uh, Noble Crawford. We each took like five of our, uh, I don't know if it's top students, but some of our higher end students that have got a lot of units, they're getting after it. And we had an event for them, a retreat out in Breckenridge where we were breaking down everything from like boutique hotels, building teams and culture, how to get direct bookings secured through government contracts, how to get bookings through insurance agencies that need to place people who have been displaced. Like we went deep on a lot of stuff that you don't really cover on like basics on how to run this kind of business. Yeah. And then we had a blast, man. Like we rented ATVs, we got mountain bikes. We, some of them went horseback riding we went golfing. Oh, like like it was, it was sick. And then yeah. uh, I slept for like 24 hours when I got home. Cause I didn't do much sleeping when I was there. And then, uh, Put an offer in on a 10 unit on Monday. Just found out today we did not get it, unfortunately, but it is what it is. And um, and then last night, I uh, originally I got this from my mom, but she ended up getting sick. I got uh, front row tickets to see Elton John at uh, Gillette Stadium, the Patriot Stadium. Oh, wow. So we had like front row dead center. And so Kristen and I went because my mom was sick. She couldn't go. So it was, uh, it was wild, man. And again, just like proximity is power. She was like, what was your favorite part of the concert when we were driving home? And I was like, honestly, we were four seats over for Rob from Robert Kraft, who owns the Patriots. Like he was sitting yeah. next to me Bro. and I was like, that was the yeah. best part because it just kept like, when you get around people like that, it just elevates your thinking. I'm like, this yeah. dude built all of this. Like, yeah. And then do you remember, I don't know if you remember John Broman. He was a speaker that we saw a lot through uh, through the GoBundance uh, kind of circle. And he had a, he has a charity called First Row. Front Row Dads. Front Row Dads. And Front and, Row and Foundation, the, yeah. Front Row Foundation. And the whole concept is that, right? And like, I've really embraced that for myself. And again, like, there are some things that I look at tickets and, and they are more expensive than I would be comfortable spending right now. But when you commit yourself to that, like, front row experience it makes a difference right and then and then to me at least the way that my mind works it then makes me work harder because then that's the kind of level of experience that i want to have every time because again like if you go to a to a sports game unless you buy good tickets then you might as well stay home because you see better you have your drinks and you have your snacks at home and you don't have to leave the house right so like there is the whole experience so i love that and i love elton john i'm a huge elton john fan i didn't even know that he was still um, this is his last tour. So oh, right. Okay. This is his last round. tour. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's epic. So it was, it was lights out. It was really cool. So yeah, man, a lot of good stuff, but yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to spend too much time on that. I oh, could talk about go. that for a while. I got plenty of videos and stuff, Yeah. but, uh, today I'm not going to read through his whole bio cause he's been on the show before and, uh, he can walk us through all of his updates. But today we've got our good buddy, Mr. T day to Johnny joining us from str roadmap what's up tj 
Oh, what's going on, family? What's going on, y'all? Oh, man, great to be here again. I appreciate y'all having me, man. So we had you on, TJ. It was at least a year ago, right? at least. So why don't you why don't you give us the, the rundown on what's been going on in TJ's world the last 12 months? You've had a lot, a lot of stuff go down. It's been a lot going on. It's been a lot going on. And, you know, it's one of those things, too, to where because I think that as human beings, especially with somebody who has an ambitious mindset, who is actually building something uh, and you have a big why, it's always, always great to just look back and be like, wow, what that year looked like, right? And uh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of drastic changes that has happened uh, for us, uh, for me. <laughs> and because not only from a branded perspective, of course, on business as well, um, relationships, connections. So, you know, there was this huge clubhouse crave that's that's been going on since we last uh, since we last on the show, and and we were adding value on clubhouse. We just had a room last night, so it's been a while since I've been on there, but we just we just did a room last night, and and I was able to meet and connect with a lot of people. And on top of that, I think probably one of the best things that's came through a lot of these connections and meeting you guys and meeting a lot of people is the fact that I also had a chance to people hear me. So they now they able to see the kind of value I can bring just in real estate space in general, short term rentals in general. And so I get invited to speak on stages. So I've literally since last year, I've probably been averaging two speaking gigs a month. Right. Well, I've just been going around adding value on multiple different stages. And that alone has been a heck of a ride and help me in a lot of ways, um, not only get better at speaking general, but really help me learn and help me meet and network with some of the dopest, dopest investors on the planet. Put me in a lot of amazing rooms that has not only helped me, but also helped my own community, help the people that are tapped in with me, the people that are learning from me. And um, it's been it's been amazing. It's been amazing. But even on the business side, I mean, last time we spoke, I know for sure I hadn't even locked in or was considering doing my first boutique hotel, <laughs> um, but but that's probably one of the biggest changes because at the end of the day, I truly feel like what we've built so far, a lot of folks and you guys listen to me here, a lot of short mill investors and people that were all in this mastermind, I heard you guys talking about the mastermind. These are these are top some of the top short, short-term rental investors on the planet getting together, right? And one thing that I know that we've mastered the process of getting somebody booked, getting our properties. Well, I'll, I'll take a step back. Getting our properties listed on the OTAs, getting somebody booked, right? That entire process, getting them staying in the property, getting them checked out, getting them to turn over, getting it clean, and any, and any issues in between. We've pretty much built a system around that. We've pretty much mastered that. Um, so now we were kind of especially with the way that our business was going, because we we were buying these small multifamily units. It was kind of my bread and butter. I loved owning and um, making single family, really two to four units, um, short-term rentals, right? And we were able to offer these units as individual units and also as package deals. And so we realized that not only that, a lot of things with the business, when you are able to have multiple units in one location, are is different. Um, handling the maintenance is different. I mean, from the cleaning processes, it's different. Managing inventory is a whole lot different. So we realized that we're able to curate a better experience for guests as well when you have multiple units in one location. So we started a, uh, started a boutique hotel brand that's still under the umbrella of our entire management company. So 
that's one of the biggest changes in our business is the type of assets we're targeting now. And so we are targeting these these multifamily assets. And it's always interesting because I call my units a boutique hotel, but they weren't old hotels that I bought that, that I remodeled. They weren't already existing motels or, or you know, hostels or anything like that. I'm buying apartment complexes. Right. And I am making them beautiful, fixing them up, adding value. And then we run them as hotels. And that's really the play. And that's why I tell people all the time to understand what a value is in this business. The value is in your infrastructure. The value is in the systems and the team that you have. The value is in your KPIs. The value is in all those things in between that happens in the back end. That way you can run your own units. That way you can uh, manage other people's units, whether you uh, and that way you can run the ones that you rent as well. And so our boutique hotel model is probably one of the biggest changes that they made in our business. And so now we're about to open up our first location, which is 13 doors. We closed our second location, which is eight doors. And right now, though, our buy box is more so like, hey, 12 doors minimum. We want 12 doors minimum. And then we'll go all the way up to 50 doors. We find that to be kind of our sweet spot. So even the type of assets that we're targeting, even the ones that we do arbitrage as well, we want we're not just going up to one landlord and saying that hey we want one right so even everything that we're doing both in our arbitrage perspective and even the ones that we're purchasing is totally different and so uh we you know so it's been a lot of growth in our in our business the team has grown and uh it's been a hell of a ride so far man mm. just in case you guys were wondering what we had tj back on the show this <laughs> right this is why we had tj back on the show and like again bro like to me my favorite thing about you is just like that the simplicity and the and the humbleness about about everything right yeah. um, and that was the reason why i wanted you to come back on the show because i'm like i watch you kind of like grow and transition from the single family to the hotel that's a big topic of conversation lately so it would be super valuable for you to come back on the show and share that experience with you with that with our with our listeners and the other thing that i wanted to talk about which is something that i heard yesterday is the rules of one-thirds right mm-hmm. and what i mean by this is that when we're when you are going after a big goal one-third of the time you're going to be having a good time one-third of the time it's going to be okay and one-third of the time you're going to be really crappy mm-hmm. but as long as the goal is big enough that's going to be the average right mm-hmm. and then obviously if you're doing only crappy days Maybe your goal is too big and you're not ready yet. If it's too easy, then the goal is too small, right? So what I wanted you to talk about, because I know a specific story, is what was those one-third of crappy days that you had <laughs> along the journey? And, and and how did you keep yourself cool and just in the positive mind wave of like, this is just part of my one-third of crappy days that I have to just log in because it's just yeah. part of it, right? Man, I love that. I love that. I love that concept because when you think about it, it's it's true. Like when you really process it, that's kind of how it goes, right? Right. Especially the big goals, right? Like the yeah, big, goals, big like- goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you process it, so oh man, and and that's the thing about it, man. Like, and I'll tell you, this first boutique hotel, the person that sold it to us, they didn't want us to buy it. <laughs> they hated that we were about to buy this property. And the thing is, is that this was a property it was a probate situation, and the the original seller she you know she passed away and so everything was supposed to be passed down to her son but she ended up not it turns out she didn't divorce the the dad that's been mia for 10 years and he's came and he's like where were all my assets at where my property's at and um so the son was like heck no um i'm gonna drag this out along until you're not here anymore 
He said, I don't care how long this goes, you're not getting anything. And so we had this thing on the contract. We were connected directly to the source. And that's one thing that people need to understand. This is why wholesalers can make the margins that they make, uh, because they're connected directly to the source. The closer to the source you're connected, the better the deal. Right. And so because we were connected directly to this probate attorney who had the, the eyes and the hands right there at the property and they were corresponding with us directly. And so we were staying in touch with them and she would just let us know, like, hey, yeah, it's not looking good, but we're just going to see. I just kept following up. I just kept following up. And I was just like, look, OK, can we just send you an offer? Like we just send you a contract that way. If something shakes, we'll you know, we'll be able to move quickly. And they said, well, yeah, you go ahead and send it. Well, I'm like, well, what, what should we send? And she was like, well, we they we could want at least what the appraisal district says it's worth, right? And so the appraisal district says it's worth 580000 I'm like, okay, cool. We'll send you a contract with 580000 Mind you, this deal was brought to me by a wholesaler, okay? This was brought to me by a wholesaler. So um, then all of a sudden, we following up. Every couple of weeks, we following up. This was about a year of work. Of a process of getting the to getting this property under contract, and so I we get a call one day. They say, "Hey, they reached an agreement." And here and here's the thing: I'm not gonna lie to you. I wanted the dad to get the property because guess what? The dad wanted to sell it. The son didn't want to sell it. So it turns out that this lady owns a ton of real estate. She owns that 13 units. She owns two fourplexes, and she owns like eight single family houses with two to four units in the same kind of general vicinity, and so. Um, turns out that they decided the dad was going to get the 13 unit, the biggest property, and the son was going to get everything else. He wants to just get it over with, and so they disagree. So I get the call. They say, hey, we're reaching an agreement. I'm like, okay, great. How the heck? Okay. It don't even matter. Let's <laughs> just run a play. Regardless. <laughs> and so we uh, end up, they ended up honoring that contract of <laughs> 580. They honored the contract. And so the, the person who wholesaled it to me, wholesaled it to me for 630000 So she made a 50K spread on the deal. Great, great payday for her. I'm happy that she got that. But the caveat, though, was that now that it comes out of probate, now it's visible to everybody, right? Because we were connected to the source initially. When a lot of eyes went out on this because it wasn't out of probate yet. Now that it came out of probate, everybody was like, oh, snap, we got now it's on different lists and this everybody's targeted it. And they started getting offers on this property. They start getting offers, and no, none of the offers were nowhere near close to what we what we have another contract. The club they had they, the first offer they got was nine hundred and fifty thousand, right? That's the first offer they got. Then they got another offer for a million dollars. They got another offer for one point one million, and so I'm like, hey, yo! And so they they were like, yo, you we we want to terminate the contract. I said, well, you can't terminate the contract. <laughs> we are in the contract, and so I said, look, if you try to terminate the contract. You can't try, but we're gonna we're gonna end up closing on it anyway. But you're just gonna have to pay my attorneys on top of it. So you have to at least let us see if we don't close by the end of the contract date, and then that's it. Well, we didn't have enough time to get the bank the bank to get bank financing, and so it was a heck of a situation to where we end up still getting bank financing, but we end up having to pay cash for it first just to get it closed on time. Then we still went the traditional bank financing route and got it financed through the bank. The bank funded purchase the rehab. Um, there was such a good spread on it. And so they were really unhappy that uh, we got it closed. But, <laughs> but, and I'm talking about the last day on the contract was the last day that we were having that thing. We were at the title company. The last hour, the title company closed at 5 p.m. It's 5.10. I'm holding the entire title company open. Like, no, we're closing this thing. <laughs> 
We're gonna sign. We're gonna sign this bad boy. I'm holding on. My partner's bringing in the last forty thousand that we need to get this thing closed. Wait on this mattress at home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, so it was a it was a heck of an experience. But I mean, closing it honestly. Yeah. Um, you can I could you know probably imagine how much sleep that I lose. I mean, it was the 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 amount of pressure that was on me to get this deal closed was insane. Um, I'm mm. talking about nights, but we were able to get it done, and oh, it's so worth it. It's so yeah. worth it. It's unexplainable. Yeah. What a great story. And like, I was, I was reading Mark Simpson's book earlier today. And it's just like, he talks about like, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And, and again, like the more, the more we do this game, like the more you understand, right? Because like, those are those like unicorn deals that people hear about, right? And like, I was just talking about my mom's house that I bought for my mom next door. It was the same thing, right? Like it's, it's the seller wanted to sell. She wanted to move in with her son. We had the emotional connection of the fact that I wanted my mom to move in. We yeah. locked it in for like $200,000 under market, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't, in those moments, right? It's not being like you ask and you give them what they ask you for. So you're not being deceiving. You, they just don't know what you know. Yeah. yeah. One of the things, TJ, I want to talk about real quick, and I don't want to, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but what was a theme that you and I had like talking about the whole time in Breckenridge? Like when we're talking about deals, everybody's like, where are you getting deals? How are you doing this stuff? How are you pulling this off? Yeah, yeah. Relationships, connections. I mean, honestly, I don't think you can beat that horse uh, bad enough. Uh, Honestly, I mean, it's one of those things. And I tell people, it's who you know. It really is. It's who is who you know. And don't listen to society. Okay. Don't listen to our school system. I say don't listen to our school system, but our school system, that doesn't really, doesn't really tell us how to get things done. Okay. Because understand you know, the question that we, whenever we have a goal, it, everything teaches us that, okay, how do we achieve this goal? Society teaches us that. Social media teaches us that. Our school system teaches us that. Well, how do we achieve this goal when in reality, that's not even the main important question. Yeah, that's not, that's an important question, but more so it's who, who can we leverage to help us achieve this goal? That's more so the question. That's why I love that book. It's who, not how, because that's the question. It's who, mm-hmm. Right. So even when uh, when I when I talk to, to people, people that want to get tapped in and learn this business and I, and I talk to them and learn about their goals and I want to know what their goals are, what they're what they're looking to do. And I'm and, and it's like, well, you need a who you need a who <laughs> you really need a who. And so uh, and, and it's always it's always who. That's why I love uh, like we're, we're in Breckenridge. I love masterminds. I love being around people. And that's one of the things that has helped me. And I love that God has blessed me with the gift of being able to connect with people and have a sense of a little bit of a charismatic character. I don't know, whatever the case may be, I'm able to build connections. I'm able to build relationships. And that's one of the things that I, that, that has really helped me in my journey. It's really helped me. We're talking about where I, why, how, where I've been at, you know, how I was able to get to where I am now over the last year, year and a half. It's who? That's it. I'm just in the room. I'm just in the rooms. I'm just connecting with the right people. I'm connecting the right dots. I'm adding value where I can. And that's the thing. Because understand, you can get to a certain point. You can get work and work really, really hard to be known and respected in your city. It could be in your city. It could be in your marketplace. Just to be to be respected in your space and being known as that person in your particular marketplace or your space. And then you're going to get to a point to where, okay, I can get to another level. Right. But that but that next level that you can be at is like the bottom of that level, like you're just scratching the surface. Right. And now you have two options. You can either step into it 
Step into that growth, knowing that it's going to be one of the hardest things you ever had to do, knowing how much how much you are going to fail, knowing that it's not going to go perfectly, knowing that it's going to cause you maybe some sleepless nights, knowing how challenging it is going to be for you. You can step into that or you can just retreat back to where you're where you're the man at, where you're safe at, where everybody knows you. Right. And so for me, this growth that that has happened and and it's just me reaching that point and deciding to step into it. Right. But I'm telling you, there will be it wouldn't have been what it is if it wasn't for the people. It's the people that I'm building with that's allowed me to now step up and make that next level, that make next leap and be able to have these conversations in the rooms. So adding value to them, it's 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 one of the most amazing things as well. One of the things I talk about and E witnesses firsthand with me, because when I met E, he was light years ahead of me and the other four people in our, our little pod were light years ahead of me. And what happens when you get in the room with people that are way ahead of you is one of two things. Either you're going to retreat because you're so uncomfortable that like imposter syndrome kicks in and you're like, I can't do this. Or you're going to push through that discomfort, just like you're talking about, and you're going to level up. And that's where the growth is. So like, again, just being at that concert last night, I was, Chris and I were easily the youngest in that front row by at Mm. least 20 years, Mm. at least. Like I showed up in like a hat and a polo. Half these people were in like suits and all this stuff. I'm standing next to Robert Kraft who owns the Patriots, like wow. all these people. And just like the conversations, I'm talking to the guy next to me and the guitarist keeps pointing at him and he's, he's going like this, like he's going to throw him the guitar. And finally I was like, what's up dude? He's like, he's like, Oh, I know all of them because I went to their um, fundraiser auction and I bought his guitar last time at the auction. And I told him, that I want to buy that specific guitar privately from him when the tour is over. So he's already, he knows the band and he's going to buy this one-off guitar from Elton John's last tour. Nobody else has dibs on that, but like just when you're in that room, you can either step up or just like retreat. Absolutely. I love, yep. That's a fact. I love that. I love that you brought up the imposter syndrome, right? Because I think that gets a bad rap and I think we all, even even when you have the right to be in the room, you catching up to this new version of you is going to take you a little while. Yeah. Right? And like, do I have that every time I hang out with people that like are doing big things, right? And like, I need to be humble and like checking with myself and be like, okay, I know my journey and I'm proud of my journey this far. And that's all I have. Like, that's how I got here, right? And it's nothing to do with things. But then you realize also like the worst NBA player compared to the best college athletes or like it's just such a like world of difference that it's not good or bad you just need to go there and put your hours in right and like put the work in and we talk about this all the time people love love to mentor and give back in real estate overall as a space no matter what space you're in and i see this this with brooke like brooke from like all Ventory that we had on the show like we are onboarding Ventory as a system and you can tell the love that Brooke has for this industry and just how he pours into people all the time. And yeah. that to me has been my overall experience through real estate investing across any avenue. Is yeah. you find the old timer and you just generally put your heart on the plate and you're like, I have huge dreams, help me. And I think that's what TJ, you do very well. That's what Mike does very well as well. And that's what helps us relate to people is we're raw. Like we're like, I want a great fucking life. I don't know how, what, when. I'm willing to listen. I'll put my head down and work. Just show me the way. You know, um, you know, you 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 hear um, one of the you hear that saying, 
don't know if y'all heard the saying that said the the man who 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 embraces the journey more will go further than the man who embraces the destination, right? And that's to me one of the best things that has came out of this entire process. And and, and mind you, to be sure, I'm just getting started. Like it's you know like we're the growth has been great, but we're just scratching the surface here. And the thing is. One of the most important things, and one thing I loved about this entire process is the journey, right? Because I'm not even the same person. Like the person I have to become to be in these rooms, the person I have to become to embrace and have these kind of conversations and add value to people that are years ahead of me, that are ahead of me. And that's a different kind of person, right? And that journey is so important. And that's why I embrace the journey so much. Right. And I and, and even the flaws and everything that might come with it. Understand that's part of it. That's part of the journey. It won't go. It won't go great all the time. And understand that it's like it's what the, the, the fact that it is difficult. The journey is difficult. The fact that it's difficult is what gives a value. Right. If every single person walked was walking around with a six pack, nobody would give a fuck. Like nobody would care. You know what I'm saying? The fact that it's hard is what gives it value. So to me, my even that's one of the things that, that changed my mindset. It's like do the hard thing. Like, mm-hmm. don't be scared of the hard things. I'm like, oh, you know what? I I, I can go this route, I can go this route. I'm going to go ahead. Like, no, nah, do the hard thing. Like, yeah. legit, do it because it's hard. Matter of fact, that should be your reason for doing it because that's where the value is. That's what gives it value. And watch what watch what comes out when you come out on the other side of that. That's a place that not a lot of people can venture in because it's hard. But that's what gives it value. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I love that just about this entire thing. Yeah. Bob Proctor used to drill that a lot and he's got a really good video where he actually quotes like JFK when they were doing the space program. Yeah. If you listen to that speech JFK gave, it was all about like, we choose to go to the moon, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. And like, that's it. Like, it's just cause it's hard to do. So let's just do it. And that's yeah, been, man. that's been a, a, a topic in oh, philosophy for the longest time. Right. Like I've been, I, when I have my moments where I don't feel great, I love reading like Stoic philosophy and like Marcus Aurelius and like you read those things and those guys were like, you know, like the times that they lived in were exponentially different than the times we live in now. We can all agree about that, right? Like there was no running water, there was no running power, yet Rome built one of the biggest empires that even today, like I wrote in in the group, like there is a saying that all roads lead to Rome. Because Rome built most of the roads throughout Europe built back to Rome because Rome owned everything, right? And there is an element in the Stoic philosophy that talks about how it's your duty to do what's hard on a physical level too, right? Like all Greek and Roman philosophers were used to go and like go and wrestle and battle. And it's because it's the need of the human experience to do hard things. Yeah. And now we're so addicted to the phones that give you the dopamine hit. And I saw a video from Jacob Willings yesterday. And he's like, you can get your dopamine hit doing this and just scrolling through here. Or you can go out and do something hard. Yeah. yeah. But what can be more lasting, right? And it's the same thing, guys. Like life is the same. And like we're not saying that you don't have to be happy if you have six units and you're living the life that you want. Absolutely. That's great. But my only thing for you is put your hand on your on your heart, on your soul, whatever it is, and ask yourself, am I pushing myself to the hardest that I can for the potential that God has given me? Mm-hmm. The universe has given me, right? Not for anybody else. Like you don't have to do it for any other reason. But fuck, just live through it because yeah. you're you're meant to expand. You know. I'll yeah. tell you what makes that a lot easier 
is when you get around those people that are at that level and they'll support, encourage, and challenge you to yeah. get there. Right. Like right. I remember when E and I met, he used to like challenge me on like my language all the time. I had a lot of like limiting beliefs and it would just, I would just puke it out and not even, I wasn't even aware of it. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I would say something like, Oh, I'm not good at whatever. And he'd be like, Oh, up until now. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, if oh, you weren't good until yeah. today. Right. Like yeah. now you're good at it. Right. Yeah. And just like elevating like your language. And that's why like these mastermind events are so powerful. Going to these events are so powerful. Like being in the right rooms is so powerful because you, you're going to meet people that are way ahead of you. And like TJ said, they, I know for me, I am not the same person I was five years ago. Like I'm just not hundred percent. Like it's, it, you just change as a human. And that's, that's honestly the real juice. And we've said this countless times, but like setting goals is important, but the real juice is becoming the person you need to be to hit the goal. Mm-hmm. That's it. 100%. How do you guys feel if I just kind of take over the show for the last couple of minutes and just ask you guys highlights? Because I wasn't there, so I have a little bit of FOMO. Mm-hmm. Just highlight from the Breckenridge event. What are things that like, you know what I mean? Like share the sauce. Like what, what are some of the things that you guys have learned and, and where where did you guys see the industry going or anything that was like that you guys experienced over there? You know, um, honestly, the impact that that trip had actually surpassed what I thought the impact would be. I mean, you have five coaches, not just five coaches, five of some of the best investors in the short-term rental game, right? And then we took our students that are action takers. We took our action taker students that are looking to scale their business, that are on the way to scale their business, and we brought them together and we and we connected for five, six days talking about nothing but short-term rentals and all the nuances and everything that would that that is pretty much going to take them to a seven-figure business, right? Mm-hmm. And so all the all the topics, and I'm talking about we're not just talking about the students getting us as coaches got so much out of that, both from a technical aspect, from the what we're learning, what we learn, and the relationships. Like we are shoot, Mike, <laughs> Mike sent me a Mike sent me a deal. It's a 27 unit that we're now we're phenomenal numbers, phenomenal numbers. And we're looking to, we're looking to run a play on that. I just sent a, a eight unit deal to Jeremy right there in, uh, in uh, San Antonio, right by where his units are. And he's super excited about it. I mean, this, the kind of connections that came out of it. And then you have a noble teaching our government contractor, right? He's playing at a lane that we're not even <laughs> like, he's playing at a lane that a lot of people aren't even, you know, our, a lot even, of no. We don't I even have like know 10 pages of notes literally just from Noble's talk. Yeah. Noble, Noble, Noble is small and mighty. Like Noble is like that guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like he like anything that he didn't get, like he just got in like attitude and like mindset. You should have seen on the last day. We're like, you know, we're having we're connecting, we're man, saying our goodbyes because we're the last day we've been connecting this entire time. Everybody wanted to pictures with Noble. Everybody Dude, wanted. He was to- like, he was like Brad Pitt over there. I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, okay, okay. We'll wait in line. We'll take a picture. I guess. Exactly. We'll, we'll, I'll, we'll go ahead and wait in line. Go no, take no. his picture, Mike. Go take his picture. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had we're talked about working with insurance companies, right? Getting to the bag mm-hmm. with insurance company. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, one of the biggest things that I love that I learned from was how to actually create that company culture. Like that's a lot of things that people don't even really consider about their company, right? So for me now, one of the biggest things that we're looking to do, especially once we lost these two hotels, we're take we're like, look, what is our culture? I went ahead and called 
I called uh, my team and I say, hey, let's talk like individually. Like, let's let's talk when I get back. Right. So we have um, uh, uh, meetings and motions where we're going to sit down. And I want to know what your goals are like. What is it that, you know, outside of, you know, of course, working like what is it that you want to do? What is it? What is it that you go? And when I talk to when I talk to Carmen, my, my general manager, she said, well, I want to I want to build wealth for my daughter. Like I want something for my little girl because we never was afforded that my parents will never afford it but if i can you know she doesn't she doesn't have a college degree she's like man if there's something that i can pass i said we're gonna get you some assets let's get let's get you some property so now now when we're working together i'm always thinking about her so i was like hey i'm gonna bring her in on when i talk to my private lender i'm gonna bring her in on the call to tap in just to listen in right we're gonna make offers like this how we make offers this so now She's going to get a different side of the business that I wasn't even consider really bringing her in on. And I mean, to me, that's just a beautiful thing. And that kind of culture that that would bring is just going to be a trickling down effect as well. So a ton, ton, tons of things got it for this event. Um, the impact was crazy. I'm still thinking I'm still thinking about Tristan's speech at the end there. I'm still thinking about that speech. He killed that speech. And you can tell that as fulfilling as it was for us, they definitely got their lives changed. Like lives were changed at this event. And I don't mean that lightly. Lives legit were changed at this event. And honestly, man, that's probably one of the most beautiful things about it, bro. Oh, I love that. Love that. What about you, Mike? I mean, because you're a great note taker. Like that's one of the things with Mike. And also like as, as far as going to an event and having somebody to go to an event with, Mike, in my opinion, from personal experience is one of the best, right? Because he actually makes you like, I remember coming back from events and Mike being like, okay, yeah, yeah, you can sit down. We can do whatever you need to do, but you need to bring your notebook and we need to go over what we learned and share notes and like create actionable steps. So what you got, Mike? I mean, the big thing for me, there's a lot of mechanical things that we could do, right? Like the insurance stuff, like I'm going to, as soon as I get the recordings, I'm going to send it to Matt because I know that we could definitely implement, implement that on one of the hotels and it would be a nice revenue source. Another piece, and again, I feel like we do this pretty well, but definitely going deeper. Kyle nailed his talk around the culture, like TJ was talking about. Like he went really deep and gave like actionable stuff, not just like, oh, you need a good culture. He was like, these are the things that we need to do. So like one of the things that we started planning was like a team Christmas party at one of the hotels where it's not just that hotel's team, but we're going to bring all the different people from our team and have a really cool Christmas party. Because like mm. when you're in corporate, like they do stuff like that. But as a small business, it's like, we're not really doing that. Like we'll yeah. do little stuff here and there, yeah. but like, let's you get don't think you have the size though, right? Is that is the whole concept of like, we're not that big, but at the same time, my team comes to my, my house for uh, Thanksgiving, right? Like it's just, wow. Yeah. We're yeah. four, we're five people, but I'm like, dude, you're my family. Come. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, the other, the other big thing was like, I talked a lot about not even like when I was presenting, but like on the side around like the mindset and the visualization. So we'll talk about that again in a minute when we talk about TJ's event. But like I, I took a group of students and did a guided visualization on the roof deck one morning and like they were crying, like they went in on it and they were like, dude, that was massively powerful because when you unpacked a lot of the questions that they were asking, they knew a lot of the answers, but they just had a lot of self-doubt. And that just comes from like your self-identity and your subconscious. Mm -hmm. So like we need to reprogram that a bit so that like TJ said, when you get in those rooms, you just step up instead of retracting. And a lot of that is just your mindset and your subconscious programming. So we did a lot on that. And, you know, people kept asking us like, okay, like where do you find these deals? How do you analyze these deals? 
And last day, me and TJ got a bunch of them together. We were like, how do you think you would do that? Yeah. Like, I know you know this answer. Like, stop downplaying yourself. And we had to like peel it out of them. But a lot of it was just like making things a bigger deal than they are. And this happens at every level. Like this, the, the things that I thought were big issues when I got started, like, I don't even give that a second. I'm like, all right, just do this and this. Boom, done. Like on to the next, right? Mm -hmm. And every level you go to, it's going to be the same thing. Like, again, going back to the Robert Kraft thing, the stuff that he handles and his team handles on like a daily basis for millions and tens and hundreds of millions of dollars, he's just like, yeah, just do this, this, and this, and just keeps it moving. But if that was any of us, we'd be like, holy shit, this is like a $20 million deal. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do, blah, blah, blah. And you make it a bigger deal than what it actually needs to be mm -hmm. just based on where your current level is. Yeah. So, so much of it is your mindset and get that tuned in. And then yeah. once you have that, you just take all the mechanical stuff that you learn and you just execute on it. Because the mechanics is all the same, right? Like that's, that's the thing that people like really don't understand is the fact that it's all the same. And also I, I wish there wasn't so much people telling people what to do, because I think one of the, obviously the beauty of it has been there's so much information. The bad part is that a lot of people are like, what's the right way to do it? And there is not a right way to live your life. There is not a right way to plan your day, right? The, the right way changes based on the time and the season and who you are as a person, right? So it's so it's such a uh, disservice to yourself to be like, well, let me see how TJ and Mike have done it. Because if you look at the five speakers, I know for a fact, because knowing you guys, I know for a fact there's been five completely different journeys with completely different hurdles, right? Dr. Rachel and Mike's life share very little in common, right? In the sense of like what she went through and what Mike went through. Yeah, they're still at the event together, right? Yeah. So it just it doesn't it doesn't matter. DJ, what's 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 this event I hear about? You having an event? Well, well, for one, you know, if you ask a lot of the students at that Breckenridge that was at Breckenridge, yeah. one of the things they'll tell you is the connections that they made, the relationships that they made, and so you got to understand building relationships and connecting with people and going to events is low code. It really is. Um, and so what's happening is in Houston, we're providing the ultimate opportunity to cheat. Okay. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we are having a short term focused event in Houston, the Rentapreneur Summit. Um, it's going to be an amazing event. It's going to be downtown Houston. We have some of the best speakers on the planet that's going to come both on the real estate side in general and on a short term rental side as well. Um, because at the end of the day, we're going to dive into heavily all aspects of short-term rentals, the multiple ways to do this business systems, autom autom automation, uh, clean, I mean, everything, right? But at the end of the day, we're still going to place a, very, a pretty high value on ownership. So this is why I still have people like Cody Sperber coming. This is why I still have Carlos Reyes coming. This is Max Maxwell coming. I have Zach Beach coming. That's going to talk a lot about the real estate side and also speak to the mindset of a real estate investor as well, because the goal is to start owning these properties as well. We're going to work. We're going to get to the cash flow. We're going to we're going to speak heavily on the cash flow. We're going to place a lot of value on ownership. This is why the theme of the entire event is cash flow and the freedom. Right. That's the theme of the event. And so um, it's going to be an event that definitely um, is going to change your mindset. It's going to change. It's going to add tons of value to what you're already doing and probably change your life in the sense that uh, it may have you thinking in ways that you have not thought about before. And come in and meet the people, because at the end of the day, when you go to conferences and you meet people and you watching people speak and, and you're hearing all these amazing stuff. Trust me, there are people in the audience that probably could be on that stage killing it as well. 
right? So understand that the people around you, the people that you're going to be able to mix and mingle with, that's also going to be paramount. And uh, connect, the networking that's going, the networking opportunity is going to be amazing. We have some of the, dope, the best and dopest speakers coming to speak. Of course, my my guys on here is coming to speak, and uh, everybody in the Seven Figure Mastermind is coming to speak. You're going to hear from a whole lot of people that is going to, even with everything that you got going within your short term rental business, is going to add so much value to what you already have going, and that's a fact. Okay, so I'm super excited about the event, the Rentspreneur Summit, August 19th and 20th, and it's going to 100% change some lives. I'm excited. And the, the ticket price is so, like, it's a no-brainer. Like, <laughs> it's a literally a no-brainer to just get there. Yeah, yeah, just get there. It's a no-brainer. It's 100% a no-brainer. Um, I mean, we are making it very, very, very affordable for people because at the end of the day, one of the things that, of course, is always that means not only is it going to be something we talk about at the event, but it's kind of the theme going around everything going on right now because people want to know what I should be doing right now. What should they be doing? And, in and in in, you know, with all this conversation about inflation, all this conversation about a recession. OK, we know that there is a lot of wealth to be made in times like this. We know that there is a lot of wealth to be made in every single downturn that has happened, every single down cycle that has happened in this in this, in this country, there's been a lot of wealth being created. Well, what is the play now? What is going on? Are we, you know, regardless of what goes on, if it's going to be a crazy recession, it's not going to be a crazy recession, whatever the case may be, what should you be doing, especially within the short-term rental space? I mean, this is a place, this is an event. We made it very affordable. There's no reason why you should. Matter of fact, you can grab a virtual ticket. <laughs> you can grab a virtual ticket to tap in. Like, it's not, we're not, we're, I mean, it's going to be amazing amazing content the virtual quality is going to be amazing as well so there's really no reason why uh you wouldn't tap in if you taking your financial future seriously for sure for context the tickets are general admission is 197 bucks it's <laughs> less than 200 dollars. like this is a i mean no guys, ring. if you go out a single night between putting gas getting <laughs> and getting a drink i mean especially if you live in south florida you're spending more money than that right and again like what TJ said is so true. And in these moments, what I realized is that the people that make it or don't make it and make money in recessions or downturns, it's 100% based on who you're listening to. Because mm -hmm. if you're listening to the, you know, to the Uber driver, they're telling you that life is doomed, then, then that's the type of life you're going to go after, right? So, like, just be super mindful of, like, okay, like, what, who am I listening to? Like, have they done anything? Do they own assets? What, what did their life look like? Were they investing before? Were they investing the last big downturn right and just yeah. going back to good fundamentals right like those haven't changed absolutely brother, so good to have you man it's it's always a pleasure pleasure brothers yeah um, so good i want to make sure we plug the url too because if they're watching it i've got it scrolling across the bottom but to All go right. check it out just go to uh rental-summit.com yeah, absolutely rental-summit.com grab your tickets and hopefully there's still some rooms available for you but there's a tab on there book a room go ahead and grab the room while it's super cheap it's going to be at the same venue what what event is. So um, definitely tap in. Rental-summit.com. Grab your ticket. It's, it's so cheap. And the value doesn't, it wouldn't even pale. It pales in comparison to the cost of these tickets. I'm telling you. 100%. Let's put it this way. I'm going to be on vacation in Disney with my family that week. And I'm literally going to go fly out, speak at the event, hang out with all the speakers and then fly back later because there's so much value at this event that I'm literally 
Kristen was like, are you seriously going? I'm like, one, it's TJ. Yeah, I'm going. And two, like, have you seen the lineup that he's put together? And three, it's, it's TJ. So I got to That means so much, man. That means, you, that means more than you even could imagine, brother. Thank you so much, man. Having you there is, is, is definitely going to set it off for sure. I appreciate that, man. So one last time, guys, go to uh, rental-summit.com. Grab your tickets. They're less than 200 bucks right now. Or get the VIP. I mean, honestly, when I go to events, I just get VIP because, again, you're putting yourself in that room, like we talked about earlier, with ridiculously high caliber people, you know, extra access to speakers and different things. Like, one conversation can change the entire trajectory of your career. I've said that multiple times, and it is a 1,000% true. 100%. 1,000%. That proximity is a beast. 100%. Well, that, that VIP ticket is cheap too. It's 1400 for a VIP ticket, bro. That's the cheapest VIP ticket of any company. Like, VIP tickets we, on- we were almost double that for Nashville <laughs> context. So, context literally almost double for their event. Yeah. Awesome, bro. Well, again, appreciate you as always. Again, rental summit.com. Make sure you grab your tickets. TJ, appreciate you, man. And uh, looking forward to hanging with you short, less than a month, bro. Yeah, let's, oh, we're let's get it. All right. Take care, everybody. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.